0: welcome to another great episode of comedians in bed now it took us a long time to get this man on this show we've been planning this for several months a lot of rescheduled dates i'll take ownership for that that's on me (laughs) but i'm so glad we got him on this show today man he's one of the funniest people in Columbus. i didn't just make that up he actually was a finalist on a competition and we'll get into all of that man he's very hilarious very funny a very sexy salsa style we got on the show today. Give it up for my homeboy Tony B. Cruz, everybody.
1: Hey, what's going on, fool? What's up, homes? What's up, it's How we doing?
0: doing, What's going on, man? I'll
1: just just start talking like that, bro. Let it all fucking play out.
0: I would use that voice. I would use that voice if I couldn't pay a bill. That's what I
1: (laughs) I really need this job, fool. Come on. (laughs) experience dog <laughs> look at my skin bro i'm so tanned because i've been working outside and shit oh
0: man <laughs> what's going on with you man how you feeling today
1: i'm feeling good man it's it's a monday i'm just fucking trying to take it one one day at a time right now so man i happy me, man tell yeah. me about it man <laughs> you feel that
0: we yes, haven't brother. we haven't we haven't talked about it and we don't have to get into it here but how how are you holding up <laughs>
1: I'm smooth, man. But I mean to give everybody some context, I'm going through a seven year breakup, you know, high school sweethearts, and it's the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life, man. So, you know, I'm trying to get through it as civilly as we can, you know. <laughs> and we're still friends, but man. Yeah. I do not recommend that, bro. I don't even know how people get married because afterward, especially with kids involved and all that, bro. The fallout.
0: I know, man. man it's crazy, man. Relationships are relationships are crazy, man. It's uh It's ridiculous i'm going through a little relationship limbo too
1: (laughs) yeah i mean weren't you engaged at some point bro like i you don't have to get too personal but (laughs) yeah
0: we don't we don't know well yeah we don't know what's going on with
1: that (laughs) this comedy comedy especially man i I listened to chris allen talk about his relationship on your podcast bro and like yeah balance finding that balance between like yo i want to be out every single night of the week at a mic or at a show and then also tending to your lady, all her wants and needs, man. It's it's a grind, man. I commend anybody who fucking puts up with comedians because this shit not it ain't easy, bro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a grind because uh, you know just going you might get into a little disagreement or argument before you hit a mic and now you gotta put away that anger to make people laugh. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's 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 like it can't be healing, right? Like (laughs) or or you could just take that with you and then you're sitting there seething like
0: damn It is like, do I talk about this on stage or yeah, do yeah. I not?
1: <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you want to respect the privacy of your relationship, but then other times it's like, nah, man, this is how I'm feeling right now. Like, yeah. I want y'all to hear me.
0: I remember, I remember when it was all first going down. I went on, I went on stage. I had a show, and I talked about it, and I laid it out, <laughs> and I felt, I felt better. I did, but then when I got into my material, when well I after I got into my material, uh, it was about for a good two. 230 I was struggling to find material cuz <laughs> like I couldn't I couldn't meet the hype like <laughs> right
1: right it, like sometimes people see right through that right like they they see the vulnerability all at once and they're like yeah we want more of that like the gossip yeah, and all yeah. that and like all right get into it and then you like try to like you know divulge with some jokes and i are like yo go back
0: to the real shit we want to yeah. hear your drama <laughs> that's exactly what it was i was like all right i lost you guys <laughs> I just want to be nosy and know what happened. All right, cool. Yeah. But now <laughs> I know. really, I'm using this time to really uh, just teach myself how to handle real life situations while performing because, you know, people buy comedy tickets to kind of get yeah. away from their real life situations and we can't just we cancel go, a gig because, like, we got in an argument with our lady.
1: Right. Or even if you're going through something yourself, like you lose somebody or a breakup, whatever. Like, yeah, there's times where you have to, like, flip that switch off. Like, all right, you know, you you leave that off the stage and then you get on there because you remember there's it is a performance but it's also a job especially if you're getting a, a paid gig bro like people paid to be there they want to forget you know all their problems and yeah. if you if you can remind them of it and make them laugh cool but you know ultimately like you don't want to turn it into like a sob story right and then like uh-huh. have, yeah your own personal issues influence the show yeah i feel yeah, that for sure, sure man. <laughs> that yeah, was, man i was uh as said a I was trying to figure out how to talk to it. I talk about it, but then I got I like I, I ain't feeling it. But I was like, I was in a really, really dark place last night, and I'm sitting there like, should I tell him? Should I tell him? I was like, PureEbony.com, guys. Like, I really <laughs> recommend that. <shit."> <laughs> <laughs> I was just deflected, bro. I was like, I, I ain't trying to tell him. Fuck it. I'm gonna just make this joke. <laughs> like,
0: oh man, that's hilarious, man. Um... You're
1: like, how do you know that way? What- website
0: <laughs> <laughs> what i do um i usually don't talk about it when it's fresh because like i feel like sometimes when comics go up there and talk about stuff that they're not over yet it kind of just comes out as anger and bitter yeah, yeah. so um i just wrote because i still be telling the engagement joke and i'm like all right i gotta stop telling this because this isn't true <laughs> you know <what laughs> nah, <I'm> <laughs> so i did write another part to it and i'm a, am gonna test it out tonight at the open mic and see how it do um but the thing about it is uh i'm at a better place i'm at a better place with it now and yeah. uh yeah i'm i'm at the point now where even just overall my comedy i'm just talking about more personal things you know what i'm yeah. saying i think i think you get a better reaction or a better kick if you talk about personal things and they be like oh this nigga human too but he found the joy and laughter out of it and even right, in my right. own situation right now it's kind of like this this is what I'm gonna tell you. I, I wanted to tell you this because I know me and you wanted to talk about it, but um I'm gonna tell you what my brother-in-law told me, and I never really got it for a number of years until I got, got a little older. You're yeah. at the top of the food chain. You're literally at the top of the food chain. You know, you got a good you got a good job, you got a great place. My my walls is is the white that the apartment put in here. You got green walls and and murals of uh, butterflies, and it looks like a globe, like there and a chandelier. Like, that's gonna get Coochie's wet automatically when <laughs> they come in there. Okay. Hey, hey, all, you is- gotta, all you gotta start doing is playing Versace on the floor, Tony, and come out <laughs> with <it. Most laughs> you trust me all right they're not gonna care about the size no yeah. so like,
1: <laughs> nah, most of this is my my ex-lady's things bro like we we've all put it together but like she designed it you know she had the eye so like right now, <laughs> they don't even know it.
0: they don't need to know that this nah. yeah i came up with this you know i'm, I'm a collector you know <laughs> but no when i say that you all got no kids you know what i'm saying and you know you're a very handsome guy you're going for your dreams you got a good job so I say all that to encourage you to say, like, rather y'all get back together or not, like, you're a catch. So just remember that. And I think guys Appreciate have to you remember right. that a lot, that we're catches too. And, you know, some things, those don't work out. But it's, that doesn't mean it's something bad. It's, trust me, it's always better at the end of it. You just got to take it day by day and get to the end of it.
1: Yeah, that's why I think right now, man, but. Honestly, I ain't even trying to be like, yo, you know, like, putting myself back out there. Like, I'm wearing anime t-shirts, bro. I got my pussy repellent on. I don't want no hose. Get away from me, bro.
0: So you're wearing your Eddie Sherman shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's my dog, bro. But he I is <laughs>
0: i told him too, man i was like man you're making jokes about getting coochie no one's believing you (laughs) dragon and cat shirts with rainbows on it man i told him about it he was cracking up
1: (laughs) yeah man he looked like clone drawn travolta and he dresses like Like you wasted potential man come on
0: (laughs) But nah, man i also um i'm i'm also not putting myself uh back out there uh but I do miss fucking. So um. <laughs> <laughs> I, miss fucking,
1: fucking, I don't know, man. It's just you got your hand, God gave you twenty. <laughs> you know?
0: like, well, my hand's not that big, so but, like <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's why you got two, bro. You do you, you know the little little twisty motion? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes women teach you a thing or two. You're like, getting creative, bro. Like she did counterclockwise on one clockwise on the other. Like,
0: you done lost your damn mind. When you get your damn mind, you call me.
1: Oh shit, man.
0: That was funny, man. They really do. You'd be like, no, I'm going to try that when you leave. I'm going to try that by myself.
1: You're like, wait, was it this way? Or this way? (laughs) You know, like trying to remember
0: you know it's better when you do it It's better.
1: <laughs> 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 i don't want no hand job from a girl whose hands feel like mine bro like my shit's callous they're
0: oh man you know like my calluses like they're still there but you can feel like the little nub but like they're not as there as they used to be Um, i felt soft when i used to use gloves and working out but, but <laughs> it's tough in the long run man he's like a you- fucking. But the thing, wear the, gloves. the thing, the thing about it is, if you got soft hands, man, ladies love that for some reason. I don't know why. Like they love it for some reason, man. It hurts less, man. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my but bad, bro. The weed. <laughs> that is so funny. I do be looking at women. Like, the dudes they be dating, I be looking at their hands like, you really be putting that inside of you? That's nasty. You got fingernails and stuff, man.
1: Yeah, you got, like, hangnails and all <laughs> crazy <laughs> fucking cuticles, bro. I don't know. Like, my girl used to do nails. My ex used to do nails, so she'd be always, like, fixing me up. Like, nah, yeah, they got to be a certain condition of being me. I'm like, all
0: right, you know? That's the worst part. When you go through a breakup, you still be calling them my girl and shit. You be like, fuck. Yeah, bro. Just out of reach. Damn, I know my girl. <laughs>
1: yeah a couple of times i slipped up and i'm like man i don't want to like say that and then she'd be getting false hope like oh shit like, so i want to lead her on bro you know you feel me like i just, uh, i want it to be like as clean of a break as we can even though it's I know. you, know, I you gotta it. unravel your whole lives man that's just tough <laughs> we, we're turning this into a therapy session my therapy <laughs> tomorrow
0: bro no i think it's i think it's cool to see two guys uh be vulnerable about that type of stuff because women always be vulnerable about it. We just kind of just be like, all right, F the next yeah. day and, and call it a, call it a day. But I mean that only gets you so far, you know. Yeah, yeah. Plus, 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 if you get another chick and you hit it, I mean, what do you say if you get it pregnant? Then what? Now now your girl, now your ex-girl mad because you got somebody pregnant and y'all not even together no more. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh,
1: I don't want no kids. I'm fucking 25-year-old Hispanic male with no kids, statistically speaking. <laughs> <unique. laughs> Bro, I thought That's you were an 27.
0: You're 25?
1: I'm 25, man. Okay. You thought I was oh, 27? I guess yeah, I do yeah. look. It's The mustache makes me look a little older now. like. Now
0: what, what, now, what is going on with this new look, man? You got the mustache. You got the tattoos. Is this your new breakup you look? look? Like, what is this? No, nah, <laughs> man. The
1: tattoo started last year, man. Like, this... Uh, The mustache was my ex's idea, so I'll give her credit for that, bro. But, you yeah, know, I always... I had that like boyish face, so I needed something. I can't do all this. Like it doesn't grow well. Like, you yeah. know, you got you got your whole <laughs> you got everything, man. So I, I just got I can make do with what I have, and that's this, man. I had mustache in seventh grade. So
0: <laughs> Man, I got the Somalian beard. It all grows on my <laughs> bro. No, it don't grow nowhere else, man. Oh shit, I, it's it, all underneath. I, yeah, man. And I hate being hairy, bro. It's gooch be wet all summer long, bro. Just gotta I don't even wear drawers no more. It's don't. You don't want all this hair. You don't want it. <laughs> yeah, no man. But, all right, man. So let's hop into it, man. how yeah, How long have you How long have you been in comedy, man?
1: About four, four and a half years. I started when I turned like a month after I turned twenty one. So yeah, about four and a half years, minus the pandemic. But you know, everybody right, says I- that
0: nah i count the pandemic months i don't care what nobody say yeah uh,
1: fuck it, because you still living <laughs> thinking like a comic being a comic you know even though there was an interruption you've been around like right around that time too right four years i think you started shortly after me
0: yeah i started i'll be i'll be four in uh september october i don't know my birthday but i'll be okay. four in yeah, september yeah. october so yeah um, so maybe almost
1: on mine in december yeah december i'll be five years so. I
0: you were you were like the first person that I actually that actually like said something to me because I used to come all all the time with a friend at the time and then yeah. once the pandemic once we came back from the pandemic I just started coming by myself and uh, we was in line at Shrunken and you were like what's up I was like what's up <laughs> he was like hey I'm Tony I was like, <laughs> I was like <laughs> damn bro, <laughs> I said it like that like I try to pick, hey I'm Tony what's up? yeah we're
1: like no nah, but
0: you're like you're like you're like you're real funny, man. I was like, man, you funny too, man. <laughs> you were first, you was the first person to ever tell me I, I was funny, like. Because uh, a lot of people,
1: that. especially at Your Head, man, when you're talking thirty comics at an open mic for three hours, like people in and out, like nobody gives a fuck. They're just like, yeah, this new new people, whatever. You know, there were so many new people there that would do it once or twice and never come back. Yeah. Like, I always noticed if there was a few people that stuck around and were funny, like, yo, know, I'm trying to watch them, you know, because I want, I like being friends with funny people. I'm not like some of those people do like to sit back and hate and just kind of, oh, yeah, you know, whatever, talking down to people. But nah, man, like, part of the reason I stuck around was because a couple people told me I was funny, even though I ate shit most of the time. I was like, you know, yeah. I'm going to keep coming back because I wanted I wanted my peers' respect, and I wanted to feel like, you know, I fit in, and, like, I was part of, even if I wasn't in the, in the fucking Columbus comedy cliques, like, I was at least respected enough to be like, all right, like, they, they acknowledge me. You know, they they think I'm funny, so... You know, that's why I want funny people to think I'm funny.
0: When did you realize that you were funny?
1: I liked, uh, I was a really good student in school, but I like to fuck around a lot, bro. Like I'd be going back and forth, like bantering with the teacher, interrupting or saying silly shit, man. So like, I, there were a couple moments where I was like, yo, that's, yeah, that was, that was a good one. You know, when you get, you get the class rolling. Uh, but one time, like, you know, shit just comes out of you, man. Like we were in the, uh, we just we sit in the back of the bus going home uh, and we were just fucking around, like flicking the cops off, you know, like doing stupid shit, like at all the cars and shit. And one of them called into the uh, middle school and basically told on our bus. So they pulled us over after school like we thought we were going home. They fucking turned us around to the front of the school. The vice principal came up. She started screaming at us about how like, you know, we're being disrespectful and we're disgracing the school and all this shit, man. She's like, saying all this shit, like, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, all the signs you're doing and flicking cops off and this and that. She, so she just goes off on, on this whole mm-hmm. rant after she's done. She's like, do we have any questions? I don't know what the fuck came over me, bro. I just straight up stood up and I was like, yo, does this count? And I went like that. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, this old lady almost passed out. Like, she was, like, grabbing the fucking sides of the bus. <laughs> she had to step off. Bro. I swear to God, the, the whole bus lost it. And, like, seeing that like reaction to just move a group of like i don't know it must have been like 50 60 kids bro and this the bus getting yeah. i'm like yo like i'm gonna be in trouble but that was I, <laughs> God, that was crazy I, was, and it's, I don't even know what it was bro. like i just straight up something took over me and i was like all right I, i've been chasing that high ever since man like I, so like, you
0: so you caught the bug from a cum joke I, I think coming. so.
1: <laughs> I think so. Cause I was like middle school, man, but I didn't really do any type of performance because I was always at work. I never really thought like, yeah, you know, that's that's a way to make money. Come from immigrants, man. They're like, you need to go to work, bro. You, you ain't playing around on no stage.
0: You were working in middle school, dude
1: Yeah, I started working what? early, bro. <laughs> I started working. I don't remember the first time I went to work, but I was like pulling weeds with my dad. I was like seven years old, bro. Like he had me carrying mulch and pulling weeds. By the time I was 10, I was painting apartments to like 21, 22, doing drywall and all the shit, man. Like, yeah, bro, I, gr- I grew up Mexican. Like, I am <laughs> <laughs> like, I was born here, but then I was raised in Mexico. So when they brought me back, they raised me full Mexican, bro. Like they wanted me to start cross and then fucking work like them, even though I was like, I'm legal, bro. I don't need this.
0: How how was how was growing up in Mexico? I never knew you grew up in Mexico for a bit. It
1: was it was like the first three years of my life, so I kind of remember it, kind of don't. Like uh, it was a lot. Like my grandma had a farm with chickens and you know like a lot of livestock. So it was more so like farmish, but we were poor, so I don't really, you know, I never went into the city and saw like oh you know the we're we're from Oaxaca that's the deep south so it's like super rural where they're from so that's you know it's it's like living in rural ohio bro in the mountains you just like you know a little village here and there and like i don't remember all of it man it's just yeah. Uh, yeah i was too young my sister you, was a little older
0: do you still have family down there
1: yeah yeah i got a lot yeah. um mainly where we're from oaxaca but uh, some of them moved to california and the rest to ohio so you know like we we got some but I always
0: want
1: to go
0: back, man. I haven't been back since it yeah, since then. Okay, cool, cool. I was about to ask you, yeah, have you ever been back? How does um, what is like growing up Me- What is what is growing up Mexican like? I used to have. I never told you this. I have. I used to have when I grew up in the south. So I used to have like a little Mexican next door neighbor friend, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't even know if he ever spoke English, but somehow we communicated well. <laughs> but, uh, like how how is it growing up? Because you know, here in America, we just see, you know chipotle taco bell we see food trucks and we think that's mexican culture but it's not necessary right, so what is Mexico? what is mexican culture like growing up
1: mexicans are super old school bro especially like when you come from the rural areas like they're they're a lot more conservative than you would think and it's a, a lot of religion so you know big catholics in mexico and that's how my family was raised so there was a lot of like taboo shit that you weren't allowed to do uh but in school too like when i got here it's I was four years old so when I started school five bro like I would get that same sort of hate you know a little brown boy hanging out with I had Muslim friends I had Arab friends you know Christian Arab you know distinguishing the two uh but you know Mexican friends black friends and like all of us bro we're kind of seen like together as the other so like that's a lot of uh Mexican Americans say this bro like you're too White for the Mexicans and two Mexican for the whites. So like you always fall in line with the middle. Is you know like you you really struggle to find an identity and find like people that like you actually like feel like or your people. You know like mm-hmm. I would say even now like I grew up with a lot of Mexican friends, but like they still were like oh look at this white boy just because of the way I talk or the way you know I did well in school like it's weird, man. Like, Mexicans are very, like I said, very conservative, re- very religious. They have, like, this work comes first, family, you know, so, like, everything else is kind of, you know, they think, like, oh, that's the American way, you know, like, that ain't you, that ain't you, like, you're always supposed to, like, make the sacrifices for your family or for your people, you mm-hmm. know, so, like, there's there's a lot less of a sense of individualism, and you really, like, you, you start to, like, let too many like people's opinions like influence how you talk, bro. Like Mexicans are all about the, the uh they call it chismoso, chismosa, like that's the gossip culture, bro. Like they're all about like who's doing what, what's being done, you know, mm-hmm. so it's always like you you internalize that. So you take the like all the religious guilt, you take all the like expectations from your family and it's like it leaves you very little to actually like find self expression. So for yeah. that bro, like I don't know, that's, that's part of the reason I like comedy so much is because it's, you know, it's all about you. No, no restrictions, no... Like, nobody's trying to, like, make you a comedian, you know? You make yourself one.
0: Yeah, no, I, I understand. I, I had that struggle. Um, didn't really get over that till about 30s, really, um, after the pandemic. And I just decided to just be my authentic self, you know? There's no... Yeah. One defined way of what a black man is supposed to look like. There's no, no right. one defined way of what a Mexican man is supposed to look like. And I didn't ask to be black. I wouldn't want to be nothing else. But I didn't ask to be black.
1: Yeah. And so all
0: I could just do is just be me. And once I, you know, came to grips with that and just decided to show my authentic self, you know, what you see is what you get. Sometimes you might see me and I may not talk. Sometimes you may <laughs> see me and I may talk. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't yeah. really. And maybe part of it too is because of my age. Like in your 30s. You just don't really start to care anymore. You just start to get like more of a sense of self, whether yeah. that stuff is good or bad. And you just be like, you know, say F it. But one of the things that I did <clears throat> hear that you said that I really liked was how you were talking about how um, Mexicans are like real old school conservative. So, do um, they're kind of parallel to like being black, like we work yeah. hard and we just want a solid job just to make a decent living. So, does your family consider comedy work?
1: now they do uh it's like as soon as you actually get paid a decent amount of money for it they're like all right that's work but like i didn't tell my parents like the first two almost three years that i was doing comedy because they'd be like yo what are you when i first still lived at home they'd be like where are you at all the time and i'll be like "Oh, I'm, you know working on a school project or i'm doing this i'm doing that like just because i didn't want them to be like you're at a bar just fucking three hours four hours in the night like waiting to talk for five minutes what the fuck? Right. you know like <laughs> But now, like, yeah, they see me, like, actually getting booked and, you know, going to shows, like, getting paid for them. So they go, okay, like, you know, it's something he's chasing. And uh, surprisingly, bro, like, my dad is, he was my boss growing up because I worked for him doing landscaping, then we did interior, and then we did drywall painting, like, all that. So for him, he always knew, like, nah, this, you know, this is a man's job. This is what a man's supposed to do to provide for his family. And as soon as, you know, I, I, I told him, he was like, yeah, well, that's what's up like that's pretty cool that you get to like not work hard for you know i mean yeah you're laughing because you know stand up a fucking <laughs> grind bro like that shit ain't hard <laughs> physically you know you're fucking i mean maybe if you're traveling a lot but i mean mentally that that fatigue is a different level man to be like constantly under stress of like having to provide material you know yeah. put out put good shit out like that's it is hard work but to him he was like oh cool you get to talk and people pay like I seems like a dope ass job which you know everybody thinks stand-up is like that man like yeah they they think you're just having fun and then you get paid and you go home like they don't they don't see the emotional abuse of a fucking open mic (laughs) (laughs) there's like six seven comics and two crowd members and nobody gives a fuck and it's just like
0: yeah
1: damn i sacrificed my relationship for this like
0: (laughs) (laughs) what um like i mean you have been traveling more you've been you know getting booked more yeah um, how does that feel now you know to reach a new level where you know you're being respected and you're you know your name is you're making a name for yourself
1: it's validation all the way man Because <laughs> you've probably heard this before but i feel like uh, especially with the younger comics in our in our age we had a lot of people that all kind of came up around the same time four or five years ago And a lot of them be talking shit, man. Like, oh, Tony only has five minutes. Tony only does the same five minutes. And I was like, yeah, the first one, two years, like, you start to try to develop a set so that you get booked, but you need an act, man. Like, you need jokes that are consistent and solid. And I was trying to work on that for so many years. Like, people be, I I hear them talking shit. Like, damn, they think I'm just out here bullshitting, but I know I wrote three new tags or I know I took this in this direction. So, to finally like start to get booked and then by the same people who wouldn't even look my way like i'll talk to you. you you saw how like i talked to everybody like you know respect them shake their hand that's just how i was raised you know like introduce yourself say what's up anytime you get somewhere and i would try to do that with some of these older comics and just you know they kind of look like they ain't looking at you even though like you know when somebody does that bro like you say their name they try to pretend like they ain't hear you but they're kind of like side yeah. eyeing you like just who is that and like now to have some of those same people come up to me and you know the opposite way and talk to me just because they see me getting booked like it's validating but it's also like yeah bro but where were you like you know three years
0: <laughs> ago,
1: when i was a young and that needed a little bit of reassurance so it's you know i'm trying to look at it for the the good of it like yeah I've, you know i'm doing 25 30 minutes now now they know like i ain't just got to say five jokes but that is a little chip on my shoulder, bro. That, you know, and now I'm like, oh, now you want to book me? And this is my first stop from a couple people just because like, I know y'all ain't fucked with me before. That's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you got a hit list. <laughs> <laughs> said.
1: Not even, bro, because some of them are friends with me, but like I've had a couple comics, like one of them straight up told me, like, nothing against your comedy, you know, like you do well or whatever. I just don't like you. I was like, all right, like I respected him more for it because I was like, you at least had the boss to tell me face to face because I always kind of got that vibe from him. You know, I ain't gonna call him out, but I was like, all right, like I, I respect the fact he told me because like I laugh at his shit. I think he's hilarious, but I was like, all right, so it wasn't anything like my comedy, it was just me. So I was like, all right, that's cool. That's I can I can live with that versus I think your comedy sucks, you know, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I think some people uh, do fail to realize that, you know, outside of your jokes you i'm not saying this about you but you as a person may just like not i might not gel well with you personally and that's that's fine they take it personally but it's yeah it's not to be it's not to be personal it's just i i just i don't like wasting time with people that i i'm not i don't see myself having a relationship with like i'll talk to you if you want to talk but like outside of just saying hi and bye like no. Yeah, like we're not
1: Lincoln, <laughs> we're
0: not Lincoln, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, and I think, I think, and I kind of thought that too, like, supposed to be friends with everybody, but, uh, or at least the people I wanted to be cool with. Yeah, I ain't really care to be friends with everybody, like, you know what I'm saying? But I just think some people just like take that just a little bit. Oh, they're not talking to me. And it's like, we just, there's nothing wrong with not gelling, not, not vibing with somebody, as long as I'm not talking about you and dragging your name. Right. but you know
1: right um, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's different if somebody has an active campaign against you versus just eh, you know it's just not my cup of tea right, yeah I, I like, and i appreciate that like i said i like that dude more for that because he was just like yeah man we just nothing against you which is not not really all cool like this so like, right, yeah you know i i, I appreciate it
0: <laughs> and how validating indeed that you made it to the finals for the funniest person in columbus contest expressed to me how did that feel we were both into that and i before you get started i like i don't think i've seen your first night set but uh the semi-finals and the final set i liked i thought your semi-final i thought your semi-final set was better
1: Wait, not that man, final,
0: yeah, man not that the <laughs> final set not that the final set was bad the crowd it just was.
1: wasn't like that man yeah, they, no, the, crowd,
0: like, the crowd was better the crowd because i don't i don't think the uh, finals crowd understood all the lingo you were saying so it just didn't connect yeah
1: if we're if we ain't being pc about it bro it was a primarily white crowd which (laughs) you already know like i do i do both the black circuit and the white circuit but i've done all black rooms and all white rooms and i know which jokes hit with where and where they overlap and sometimes like you know it's just it ain't your crowd that's fine but that second one uh I, i took some some of the jokes out for time cuz I wasn't trying to go over you know the five minute time. And Kenny Mock came up after came up after me on the finals. He was like, "Yo, like we had you were our our dark horse to win this, bro." Like we after that second set, we were like, "Oh shit, like what the fuck? Like where he come from?" But yeah. I I cut a lot of the jokes out at the beginning that set up like cuz you know I'm a little offensive. So if I offend myself first and I'm like, you know, like preface a lot of my jokes with that and I was like boom 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 you set them up get more and more of that like risk you know in each joke and you get away with more but if I, I took all that out for time and he was like yo like if you were to just spend a little bit more time connecting with the crowd and like self-deprecating you know and like making fun of yourself like that was the setup for the the other jokes that really hit and I, I remember yeah. one joke particularly bro got an applause break and I'm like, fuck why'd I take that out man like I just yeah. get in my head sometimes. So it was it was a good experience, but
0: it's uh it's one that I've been learning myself like working in clubs, like you know you say things and and uh an open mic just, you know, just to work on it. But then when you actually have to build a set in a comedy club, it's totally different and I'm learning yeah, that man. like you can't just come off not all the time right away and just say some off the wall stuff about everybody else. Right,
1: bro. You know yeah. What
0: I'm like this like the semi-final like I, that's exactly what I did, and I didn't care. Like, I was like, if I fail, I'm just going to go down swinging because I know these jokes hit, but... Yeah. um And I didn't make it. <laughs> but uh, what I learned was, like, to just change the order a little bit, yeah. I'm still learning that, and I, I get a little hard-headed sometimes and go against that.
1: Yeah, because there, there is a math to it, bro. Like, sometimes when you see drug structure, there is also, like, a set structure that, you know, people want to, like, if you're making a joke about women bro like you gotta like shit on men maybe or if you're making a joke about like gay people you gotta shit on straight people for something they're doing you know like there's there's a balancing act with that that I think only comes from like not only writing the jokes but doing them enough to know where like the the low points are or where some people might get offended because like I mean people say this all the time like there's a difference between a racial joke right and a racist joke like, that, that is very nuanced. It's small, subtle, like, ways in either the way you deliver it or what you're actually saying. And, like, you've even helped me with that. Like, I had a joke about trans people win guns, and I couldn't get the, like, the last punchline kept falling flat. And I was like, damn, I ain't saying it, like, in a way that's, like, embraces both sides. It's more so, like, just more divisive. And, and like, when you told me, like, how to say it, I was like, that's it, bro, like, that's because you don't say – Anything offensive, you just like you bridge it somehow, you know, and like there, yeah, there's times where you got to figure that out to be like, what am I really trying to say here? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah there's, there's, it's a whole art.
0: I've done a lot of rough drafts and then <laughs> say them on stage and be like, all right, no, this sentence should be said like this. Like, it's very, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very like. Okay, the word "and" should not be in the front; it should be at the end, or you know, before the punchline. You know what I'm saying? Like it's very particular, like that. And at first, you don't realize it, and then once you do start to realize, I actually got that from a book. But once yeah, I I remember remember. you posting it. I remember once you got that. Once I started to realize that, it started to it started to become easier for me to remember. And I have a I I have a um my my uh sometimes I kind of talk too fast and my tongue get twisted so if i don't if the sentence isn't right i'm gonna screw it up like i'm gonna screw the word up you know what i'm saying so at learning that technique has helped me um a lot and made it more uh easier to write jokes and find the funny in it that way too yeah, I think mean, when you say it on stage, when you say it, you don't hear it. So that's why when I heard you say it, I was like, "Oh no, you gotta say it this way."
1: Yeah, and yeah. Because I, cause I, I had, it was a new joke, and I hadn't mm-hmm. listened back to it. And sometimes, like you know, if you record and listen back, you go, "Oh shit!" Like that even offended me. Like you know, that ain't what I'm trying to say. And yeah, yeah. that's that's the good part about like, again, comics who actually listen and like, fuck with each other, know each other, and want to like help. Like you know, the workshop at the attic's a good example of that, where like. People genuinely want you to be funnier, you know. So it's like, all right, like take it all in, take their advice. Like, don't, I don't even shut bad suggestions out because sometimes I'm like, all right, but what if that could be funny? Like, if I think it's a bad suggestion, but they think it's good, like maybe there's something in there. So I'm, you know, I'm always open to like working with people, just chopping shit up and seeing what's, what's getting, what we're getting out of it. Cause yeah, man, it's not to get too inside the fucking weeds of stand up, but. Yeah, it's a lot of it's trial and error, bro. Like you you chop a little bit here, you grow a little bit there. Like
0: I do a lot of stuff individually with individuals. That didn't make sense, but <laughs> like you know, I'm like, on oh, my jokes. I haven't got comfortable enough to be doing it in a group yet. Uh it's not that I don't F with groups, it's just that I don't really trust Columbus comics like that. Yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like as whole. Like we F is this, this the see the the uh scene is is calm now, but I've yeah i feel a storm brewing you know <laughs> you know it's like it never it just randomly comes out of nowhere and i just be like nah i ain't F with these people you know what i'm saying so i just do it individually but i just got to a point where i feel comfortable be like hey maybe you should do this maybe you should do that yeah. and one thing you just said was like um <clears throat> with kenny mock um you know helping you out on uh with giving gave me some pointers on the contest uh how was like the experience of it from like getting to you know yeah, yeah, semis to finals like getting all the way to that to that top like were you were you nervous like you said you're only you know four years in you know probably four years ago you didn't even see yourself being in the finals so like how yeah, yeah, was that no, experience <laughs> of, like going through the rounds and stuff
1: yeah I, I think the the first round not to like toot my own horn and be like yeah i, I had it in the back but the first round i was like I, I at least know i'm i'm good enough to be here you know like that's why i think i went so hard the semi-finals was because i just compared to some of the people i knew i'm like okay i've been around a little longer than this person or like, i've done some shows with this person so like you kind of start to like find your place in you know where you're at relatively to all the levels of comedy because you know we know national headliners are up here open micers down here and like you're gradually like trying to make it all the way up so i was like i at least know i'm okay enough to be first round you know when i m- made it to semis i was like all right like. I really want to go hard and, you know, get after this. So after that second or after that first show, I was like, all right, I'm, you know, I'm going to refine my shit a little bit, but I'm going to bring my best jokes. And that second set, bro, like semifinals, I was like, yeah, like that's, that's the kind of show I want to be delivering. And that's the kind of show I want to be like, like that level of response from every joke I do, not just this set, but you know, my other 10, 15 minutes, I want to be like this. So it was, it was eye-opening to be like, yo, that like that's possible, even even though we've only been in mainly in the open mic circuit. We go to shows, we do some clubs here and there, and once you start to be like, all right, like, I can develop that more, then some of the imposter syndrome goes away, because I think a lot of comics suffer from that, where they don't think, oh, shit, they were just laughing to be nice, or, oh, that wasn't really funny. They were just, you know, it was just awkward, so people laughed, mm-hmm. but once once you know these people are fans of comedy they're understanding the jokes like it re- really gives you that reassurance of like yeah yeah it was intentional and i'm doing this intentionally so it's it's working um yeah but now nah, that that's uh, the second one was was by far like that's, w- that's probably the best set i've had and i still fucked up a couple things did you record it yeah yeah okay. have a, jason I- Cox recorded it so i could share it with you but
0: okay um Y'all semifinal night was harder than my semifinal night. And I thought my semifinal night was hard. Y'all's one was tougher than ours. I was like, I don't think I could have even made it out of this one either. Like it was it was very, very it was very, very rough. But no, I was I was happy that uh you made it, man. I I, I think you're very uh talented. I think you're very funny. I'm definitely look I think you talk about race in a in a different type of in a different type of way it's not like a harsh way it's not like of a political way it's just like of a well like isn't this kind of crazy type of way you know and um then i feel like once you get more personal about like yourself about like your past and your family stuff like that i'm definitely going to be more eager to see where your comedy goes but you're definitely about to be a feature here so for sure i appreciate (laughs) it like
1: like, if i'm featuring i'm bringing you with me man because i (laughs) I got several people. I'm like, these these are... Do you do that in
0: your head? Like, if I was to make it, this is... Yeah, man. Yeah,
1: I got, like, five, six people. I'm like, I've been rocking with y'all for forever, man. Like, this this is the kind of people I want to hang with and be around just because I like your comedy. I like you as a person. So, like, that's... Ultimately, like, I wouldn't want to be doing comedy with people that I'm like, okay, we show up to the show. That's it. You know, see you. You know, I I like to... My fault. Go ahead. Like, yeah, I just... I, I like to have people that are like, a good company to
0: keep. And I think that's what people fail to realize. Like when you're at this level, yeah, you're trying to make your own way and all that type of thing. Learn your learn how it works for you. Learn the business of it. But you still need to treat people with like respect and decency because people I feel like I don't know if this is this is in every scene, but I just feel like here so many people are just piggybacking on like others. Like when this person I'm gonna just hang around this person. When this person make it then I make it. When it's like no, you got to do your own work. I wouldn't bring nobody on that is not doing the same work as me or, or more, because if if I bring somebody that's doing less, then that's going to make, that means it's going to rub off on me and I'm going to do less. And I don't want to, I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I feel like too many people don't value the relationships at the, at the humble beginnings at the lower level. And they just kind of like walk over people and kind of don't, think about other people and it's like and even if you don't barely interact like say there's a new comic that starts today and see us and then they take off and do better than us but if we treated them with respect they're like okay yeah like i like this person like come on with me but i think not everybody's thinking that way it's just just kind of run over people
1: yeah a lot of people think of it as like what can you do for me you know like starting out i'm like i can't do shit for nobody so right <laughs> and, they, and they probably don't want to do shit for me so it's just like yeah Yo, I'm, I'm gonna just be nice hang out and like you know if it turns into anything as far as like a professional relationship with like people who actually book you that's great because it has happened to me before but what gets you there is just the work and the jokes and people recognizing the fact that like nah you ain't just fucking around because there's comics that have been in the scene for forever and you go, yeah, they're funny, but like, I wouldn't book them on a 10, 15 minute show to feature just cause I know they might not deliver, bro. Like there's people who like yeah. to just get fucked up, have a good time. And it's like, all right, for us, for a certain level, that's okay. For an open mic show, that's okay. But like, when we're coming to work, like that's, that's always why I go back to my writing. Like you can see that I got material, bro. I ain't just fucking talking like, Sure, you might have 35 minutes if you're fucking around having a goofy time, you know. But like, what, you got 10 minutes of jokes? Like, that's that's what gets you into comedy clubs. So, like, you gotta develop both skills on that in that regard. And seeing people do the work is is primarily what'll get me to be like, all right, I noticed them. Like, you know, when I noticed you, I was like, I heard people laughing. I was outside in the back a couple of times. I caught half your set, so then I made it a point to be like, I'm trying to watch his full sets. Like, I'm trying to see all he's about because i think he's funny you know and yeah. like that that recognition is like it's not i don't know why people feel like it's it takes away from you specifically to like recognize that other people are funny too yeah now, i don't want to i hate shitty shows where i had a good set and even then i thought it was mediocre just because the vibe of the show was low because nobody was really killing like when everybody starts bombing you know those nights at open mics, yeah. <laughs> everybody bombing, and we're just like Ugh, here you fucking go like I don't yeah. like that, bro. I'd much rather everybody's having a good time. We all like we're vibing, laughing, and then like you get up there, you're excited. You're like, oh shit, all right, it's my turn instead of fuck, it's my turn. <laughs> you know yeah.
0: <laughs> I embrace both. I think they both make you better. Yeah, I think yeah, those some nice, of that's fun. Yeah, I think those nights where you'd be like, all right, it's my turn to eat crap. All right, cool. I'll go up there. Uh yeah, I I like, I like, I like those. I think uh uh i forgot what i was about to say next but it's all right how do um do when you go on stage are you up there just representing representing tony or are you up there no let me rephrase that when you go up there how important is it to you to represent your mexican culture and the reason why i say that is because america speaking when i say america i mean white people um they like to pick their favorite villain of the decade you know yeah. they, got, they, got the Migos, they got the muslims now it's the mexicans terms you know it was ages for a little bit but now we back to the mexicans so like <laughs> how important is it for you to like speak your piece yeah. and, like represent your represent your people you know how, how important is that for you
1: i, I think it, it's super important but i also don't let it be the main focus because i think like you'll pick up on that if you listen to what i'm saying like I've had the joke I'm like, I speak English too fluently for immigrants to trust me, right? So, like, what what's that saying? It says that there is a specific way that immigrants talk. You know, I'm an immigrant myself, so if there's a specific look, a specific way that people talk or act that's Mexican, I want to break that mold. So it's important for me to let people know and make jokes about it, but then also show, like, Everything I'm saying that you might think is true about me is, and yet I'm gonna reflect it in a completely different way. i will make it seem the opposite, you know, like it's just I think you could say a lot with like a little bit, like a racial joke that this fucking guy, you know, have like the, the joke about like mixed babies, right? Like black and Asian, Blazing, black and his or black and white, light skinned, black and Hispanic, Puerto Rican, right? Like that's that's the joke. This dude comes up to me and he's like, I got one for you. I'm like, what's up? He's like, black and Mexican convict. I'm like, (laughs) yo. (laughs) Like, see, like, like that shit you could say is racial, but it's more racist leaning. Right. And like you could rephrase it as, you know, black and Mexican guilty until proven innocent. You know, and it's yeah, that, yeah. that second part until proven innocent. What's that saying? You're commenting on on, you know, society's like perception of a black man and a Mexican man and you know, like the fucking justice system, whatever. So like it's it's important to like recognize like how the little little phrasing or small bits of information can shift people's focus to be like, oh wait, like yeah, he's saying that, but that's not really how it is, you know. Like it's funny because it's it's true in part, is what I'm trying to say. Like you give a little bit of truth, message. and then you flip it. Yeah, message. <laughs> yeah, not to get preachy, but that's always how I look at it, man. Because, yeah, I'm gonna get a little dicey. I'm gonna get inflammatory. I'm gonna make fun of, you know, my own race, and just because I know, like, you know, if you're black and you hear black jokes, and you're like, yeah, it, that ain't all true, but it's part of, partly true. Like, then you you understand that some people recognize your culture a little bit, so you, you celebrate it.
0: One thing I uh, have a hard time understanding is because um, I am here in America and we just weren't really taught um, the difference growing up. I really didn't know what to call Hispanic people because like, <laughs> Yeah, all black people <laughs> see, see Hispanics, they're
1: like, they're Mexican, bro. Fucking Venezuelans hate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colombians like,
0: hate that. Like. You know, like, I'm, I'm not Mexican. I'm Dominican. And to me, it's like, okay, it's all the same to me. It's all down there. like You know what I'm saying? But yeah. for me... As I, as I got a little older, I kind of get it now. Because, like, if I was back home in Africa and I say I'm Nigerian, somebody call me, like, oh, you must be from Ghana. I'll be like, no, nigga, I'm Nigerian. You know what I'm saying? Like, how yeah, the anger yeah. or pride would come from it. So, like,
1: yeah.
0: how important is it to, to get it right? And then what are, like,
1: the the, the tell
0: is- signs? Because I can't tell, like, <laughs> I know, like, with Puerto Ricans, they usually have, like, their eyebrows arched real thin. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, but I still can't tell. And, I like, I'll come up to you, which is so weird to me, but I'll do it. Like, I'll be like, bro, is this offensive? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I don't. Be I don't be. I really be, like, cautious of that. And try not to be offensive to, like, you know, Hispanics and their heritage.
1: Uh, all right. So, kind of multi-layered question, but. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, for for Mexicans, there is a huge pride, bro. Like. Mexicans always talk about like the fighting spirit and how we're the hardest working and this and that. So it's important to represent it, but at the same time like they're going to be your biggest haters. Cause you know, they like have this robust version of what a Mexican is. That's why I, I don't always like hang my hat on that. Cause I know like truly, bro, I'm Mexican American. I'm a mix of both worlds. Even then I identify more with black culture. <laughs> I'm fucking smart. So the Asians like me, like, you know, there's no, there's no real cut and dry way. So, it's important, but I don't. Again, I don't. I don't really try to hang my hat up on on that too much. Uh, I'll expand on that some more. But to your point about identifying like the different minority groups, it's usually the way we talk. So, like a, a Puerto Rican, they're not going to pronounce a lot of the s's. They kind of talk similar to Dominicans. That like Caribbean flow is in them. So like, ¿Qué lo que papi? You know, like
0: okay. ¿Qué
1: pasó? And they like they they have a very like. Uh, rhythmic sort of way that they talk if you talk to if you talk to them long enough you start to recognize like they kind of dance like they're fucking dancing a little or they kind of talk like they're dancing a little bit you know like when people think about like south americans like i would say it's tricky from like venezuela to like the the top of south america like some of those right from mexico the little thin strip that like connects it's yeah. hard to tell those apart because we all look the same, bro. We all like small, short, brown, and tan, like, but it's the language. Like, you can see that some people, like, talk, like, with the list. Like, that's the fucking, his- the, the, the Hispanics that are European. And those are, like, Argentina, Bolivia. Like, you know, you talk to, like, I don't know, somebody from Ecuador, bro. Like, some of them look black and yeah. people are like, oh, shit. This dude speaking Spanish, like this brother speaking Spanish, like what the. Fuck?
0: I used to, I used to work with this girl that was from Honduras, and she, yeah, dark, yeah, she was darker than me, and then she started speaking Spanish on the phone. I was like, "Where are you from?" Yeah, you get confused. she tried to give me some coochie once, and I wasn't feeling it, and she got mad <laughs> and tried to flip it on me. It was a whole story. Um, <laughs> looking back, I should have took it. God damn, <laughs> you
1: should have took it, bro. It's
0: just... <laughs> is Dominica Hispanic?
1: Yeah. So the Dominican Republic is, uh, yeah, but it borders Haiti. I think. And no,
0: uh no, I'm talking about the Dominica.
1: Dominica.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because there's a Dominican Republic and then there's yeah. a, a Dominica. And I always thought they was the same until I looked it up and they're different.
1: Shit, you just taught me something, bro. I don't know <laughs> what Dominica <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Bing it might
1: be, bro. Like it might. I I'm pretty sure that what's that uh, like a Caribbean island.
0: Yeah, Muhammad I think it's yeah, I think it's down there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, down yeah. That, it's down in that area. But I just every time somebody would say Dominica the minute or whatever," I just be like, they meant like Dominican Republic, but they just didn't finish yeah, it yeah. out until I looked it up. I was like, oh, this look like a nice little island. Um, all right, as we start to uh, wrap things up here, um, who is on your Mount Rushmore for comedy? All
1: right, all right, all right let's see. <sighs> it's tough, man, because I. I think there's some people who make me laugh like no other and yet like other like comedians from like that, that writing is fucking unparalleled. So I would say just off the top of my head, Cat Williams, uh, Kevin Hart early on, <laughs> uh, you know, there's different reasons for that. Uh, Dave Chappelle are people I like really look up to this controversial, but Louis CK, I still think. is. <laughs> I'm uh, like, I guess some people aren't like up there enough to like be Mount Rushmore because they're not tenured. Uh, so I'll start. I mean, DL Hughley and Earthquake, like those are still up up, up there. But like, if we're talking people who aren't necessarily they're well known and aren't necessarily like legends yet. Like I fuck with Andrew Schultz a lot. That um, are up and common, up and coming, Stavros Halkias even Dimitri Martin, bro. Like, some some of the sillier shit, too, yeah. I like. Um, but, like, as far as, like, or even Gabriel Iglesias, like, that's another big one for me. But, like, yeah, I think the first ones that are named are more so Mount Rushmore because everybody respects them. And it's like, yeah, you know, they're tried and true. They've been in it for a while. But I also think there's some people, like, coming up that, like, I mean, I saw Roth Barboza, bro, and I thought that motherfucker was hilarious. Made me laugh more than some of the other people. And I think it's just we relate on a lot of things, you know, we're both Mexican American. So that that's part of it. But I think there's just a lot of good talent overall, man. So I'm like, I got the, the top hitters and then everybody else. Like I, I appreciate and respect all forms, man. Like I'll, even when CISO was a thing, there was this uh, British comedian. I think she was trans. Uh, and she was fucking hilarious. She had some good ass jokes. And like, I think, ah, fuck, I, I gotta remember her name. She was black trans and
0: british so
1: it narrows it down a lot for y'all i'd <laughs> see so but
0: why uh why old kevin hart Again,
1: i feel like the the old jokes that he really had like he pulled from his family he was not just being entertaining but vulnerable and i think in the newer stuff that i've seen from him maybe i need to give it a different sh- uh, you know another shot but like it just felt more like like, when people talk about someone trying to be a comedian, you know, like, I don't know if maybe it's all the movies and everything else that detracts from it. But, like, I just thought his his early specials hit a lot harder. And, I mean, same thing with, like, even fucking, uh, what's his name? Kevin, or not Kevin, Cat Williams. But, like, you could be a lot crazier back then. Aerie Spears had some crazy shit he used to say. Fucking, like. Maybe everybody was just wilder then. So, like, I gravitated towards that because I was a teenager. You know, was, yeah. I watched it as a kid. Like, your formative years, you're like, oh, shit, they're saying stuff they're not supposed to. Like, if my mom comes in the room and hears this, like I got to turn the TV off. Like,
0: yeah. so maybe
1: that's why. And now it feels a little bit more like playing to the masses rather than just, you know, right. doing doing what got you there.
0: I have a theory about that. I was th- I was just thinking about that. I was thinking about that this weekend. Like, why? Why do we always say, oh, Kevin Hart, I think it's because, yeah, because back then you could say a lot more, but I also think it's because, um if you look about it, if you look if you really think about it, Kevin Hart is is on t v like every hour of the day, like yeah. all these commercials and stuff, like can he really you know say what he really wanted to say? Yeah, he man. got a commercial with Chase, he got a commercial with DraftKings. and then that money goes away, you know what I'm saying, like,
1: yeah, you- I think
0: when you get too big or whatever like it kind of limits what you can say because now you're in business with other people and that messes up your business too
1: right yeah it's less less about you and you and the people you're associated with like yeah that's yeah that's the fucking world we live in bro that everybody's like oh cancel culture it must be so hard to be doing comedy it's like not at this level bro because nobody knows me so i can say what i want but like yeah if i was a touring headliner and i got some deals with people like Probably not gonna say some shit and <laughs> you know their clientele or their customer base. That's yeah, that's what it is.
0: How do you feel? Uh, let me see how I, how I can do this. I don't want to be too typical and make you be the representation for all Mexicans out there. But how do you feel about like when you hear when you hear like people who represent you who look like you, like George Lopez, and he say like negative things about other up and coming um hispanic comedians how does that make you feel
1: it makes me laugh bro because that's that's rasa that's what we call like the mexican race bro is like wait like i said that even people other people have said it. mexican's worst en- enemy is another mexican bro because like there's always that sense of like competition and envy that like when people gossip like it's Nobody wants to give props, bro. Nobody want to give it up and say, like, yeah, like, that's our guy. Like, it, it's very rare unless it's soccer or boxing, bro. Like, everything else, like, they don't want to give you that. Like, you know, it's like a they – they only want to be proud at whoever's at the top. Nobody else coming up, like, wants to be given that respect. So it makes me laugh because I know where it's coming from. It's a cultural thing for sure, you know, to talk shit and hate and disrespect. But at the same time, it's like – all right, well, that's that's the same level of fuel that always kept me pushing it. So mm-hmm. people are talking, even if they're talking shit, they're talking, bro. So, you know, like, all right, I'm, I'm doing something right to at least be noticed or be on their radar. So, like, I don't know. I don't want to speak for all Mexicans, but I look at it like, yeah, man, that's going to happen. That's that's how we are. You know, <laughs> it, yeah. it sounds shitty, but I'm like, yeah, that's how we are, man, but fuck them. Like...
0: So that's just Mexican people's business. Sorry, right, I'm gonna stay out. Of <laughs> no, no, no. no I was just like, I,
1: like, like when I think of them, like, yes, yeah, you know, it's how we are. We'd be talking yeah. shit, like you, you know, you got a Mexican aunt that'd be talking shit about, oh, how come you're not like your cousin doing this, this, and that, or like your sister doing this and that. It's like, yeah, eh, man, it's people. Like I said, people with that old school mentality have a certain idea of what you should be, and like, yeah. I don't want to follow it.
0: Yeah. Now, one thing I didn't say in the intro, which I'm so mad that I didn't, uh, if you don't see Tony doing jokes, you could catch him in the gym and he's like a real gym rat. Like he'd be having the correct positions and everything with the bench, a little arch in his back and everything like that. We got I'll be trying to work out with Tony but Tony not ready. He not ready to lift with me. He this is
1: you too This strength goes,
0: goes back to slavery. He's not <laughs> ready for this to me throwing them weights around. So, what got you? What got you into uh, what got you into weightlifting, man? You know, yeah. Something that you do like on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, so it's powerlifting, man, and it's cuz I want to feel strong like why? Cuz I've been made to feel weak, man. Like I, you know, I used to get in fights and this that and the other, but I also had like a rough upbringing with alcoholism and abuse in the household so like at a certain point bro you like damn I'm I'm little I ain't shit I gotta be able to stand up for myself so like part of that was boxing for me as a kid the other part was just getting in the gym and getting you know trying to get big because I wasn't trying to get smacked around man <laughs> so
0: yeah. it's
1: a lot a lot of uh deep-rooted resentment and anger from childhood like again I could I could tell you all, all the darkness of my fucking past but Nah, like, the way it manifests is just me, like, taking it out in a healthy way, like, trying to find a, a way to use anger and fear as a source of motivation rather than, you know, like, sitting in it. Because I I I feel it physically, bro, like, the anxiety and, like, uneasiness, if I don't lift, work out, do something physical, like, it starts to eat at me. And then I get, like, ugh, like, a little, just, I feel toxic, man. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how, that's how I got into it, it was just because I wanted to be a stronger person, like physically and then like aesthetically bro it's like yeah if you come out with a nice body and you know people like it it's like ah, whatever but it's not good for comedy so i don't i don't really be telling people all about it or you know like pulling the mat right fucking ah, you know <laughs> <laughs> i could bro I'm, th- I'm thinking in the future if i if i need to sell tickets man maybe i'll hoard myself out but <laughs> at the moment like it, it's just more so a mental thing for me bro. i like to find a, a healthy outlet and also like that competition.
0: Well, at least you're honest about it. Um. <laughs>
1: yeah, man, I could say, I, right, you know, I'm in the gym cause I want to be healthy and I want a host to look at me. Nah, that ain't that bro. It's good. I'm
0: that was up a, here. <laughs> that, that was that was the same reason for me i was like you a little string big bro like yeah. you don't know, you get tossed around if you don't do something so yeah yeah nah, you i grew good. up
1: skinny right yeah yeah. Heck so,
0: yeah bro i was like 110 in high school like when i was God senior yeah. year left i was like 125. yeah man
1: it's like when you yeah. holding an umbrella and it's picking you up <laughs> umbrella, like, all right man i need to, i need to put on some weight
0: <laughs> yeah for sure for sure all right um For all those that are listening and uh, either want to get into comedy or they've been in comedy for a while, what words of encouragement or motivation could you tell them today?
1: I'm going to say come back five times, bro. Because I guarantee you, my first set, I didn't remember at all. I just got lucky that I did okay. I had a good spot in the lineup. Second set, I got drunk and I couldn't remember, but I remember having a great time. My third set, I ate shit, man. I didn't want to come back at all. I didn't want to come back to a single stage just because I bombed for five minutes straight. It was like, this is horrible. Fourth time bombed again. Fifth time I was like, I did okay, but I was still like, okay. So like, there's a, there's a way through this. Like this is part of it. So give yourself a fair shot, man. Everybody wants to be like, Oh, I always wanted to try it. But if you're, if you're serious about making this like an actual part of your life, bro, like, you got to get give yourself five reps, man. Count them on your finger. Look every every single time. Like, all right, I'm only at two. So when you want to quit, like, just get to five and then then make a decision. Because, like, it's not easy. It, it, even now, but we're going to fucking bomb probably once, twice, three times this week. Who knows? You know, like, at an yeah. open mic. So it's, it's never a given. Even if you have a coming off a killer set, you go to an open mic the next night and be humbled by a crowd of two people, eat shit, and then remember, like, oh, yeah, like. You know, it's you always got to keep working. It's always a fucking a constant com- day by day fucking battle to like get up there and like do your thing. So I, I that's what I would say, bro. Like, start it and give yourself five fucking five good attempts. Just that's it. You could try three if you you know yourself, but do five. Yeah, that's gonna give you a good idea of what comedy is.
0: Tell people why they should listen to comedians in bed
1: should listen to comedians in bed because ty has some of the most interesting questions that he brings out from some people bro. like i've, I've heard people on your podcast talk about stuff i had no idea they, they were into so i appreciate that you the fact that you're genuinely curious and you're also not like you don't push anything you know like you you ain't trying to like say yeah but what about this yeah what about like it's not i never get the sense of like you're trying to just gossip or you're trying to just talk to talk bro. like it's uh, a genuine conversation and i appreciate that and you also don't talk a lot so if you see this motherfucker at any open mics and he ain't talking like jump on here because he got some shit to say
0: <laughs> bro to be i just came to the realization like i really i'm really i'm, I'm a i i am am a quiet person but i really don't talk at mics because my my anxiety be high that's why i'll be yeah, listening to my music to try to keep it down
1: yeah, and I so see like, you with the AirPods
0: in. Yeah, so when I first walk in and I don't speak, all oh, my anxiety is like through the roof. I'm just trying to calm myself down. And when I come back and I speak, then I'm, I'm calm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm trying to work on that. Maybe I'm not smoking enough, right, enough weed before I get <laughs> <No>. there.
1: <laughs> I, I'm like that too, bro. It's just at the gym, like, I used to talk to everybody at a commercial gym, and then I got to the point where I'd be so anxious. People would say hi, and I would just kind of like look at them, like, "Yo, I'm being weird right now." I'm gonna yeah. take my myself out to a private gym and just enjoy my time there. But
0: yeah, now,
1: yeah. I, there's a time to be quiet, bro, and I feel that. Like, <laughs> I, I could tell too. Sometimes I see you you're like, "Yo, what's up?" I'm like, "All right, it's one of those days." And like, <laughs> like, Other days, good man. Yeah, like he's doing his thing, man. I'm gonna go like. You know, if I feel the same, sometimes I just sit next to you and I'm writing because I know you're a safe person to sit next to because you're not going to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm like glad the... I
0: make you feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. that's,
1: that's the thing, 100%. Like, I, I'm always comfortable around you. I'm Like, that's why I fuck with him, bro. Like, that's, <laughs> that's my dude.
0: Say, man, we gotta. I, I meant what I said about coming to one of y'all's That's next. Coming like, yeah, I got you, bro. You we, were we got so You were like, really? Like,
1: was like, oh shit. I was like, I thought the invitation was the opposite way. You, I was waiting for mine. You invited yourself.
0: Like,
1: right, yeah, Let's do it, bro. My. uh my little niece about to get baptized we're doing a carnasada in in uh, august so that that's what you got to come through bro. those okay, are the real cool. ones yeah fun, i have
0: no idea what that is but i'll uh, be there <laughs> it's a baptism bro like okay. for uh
1: catholics yeah so okay cool. Hey, yeah, I'm a hit kid, you man. Up. anytime we celebrating kids bro, we all getting drunk it's it's dumb it's like the parties are for the adults not for the kids so I'm i'll let you come through it. it man i'm looking i heard it. it y'all heard it here first and comedians in bed, bro. <laughs>
0: I'm looking forward to it, man. Thanks again. Time Erskine
1: invited to the carne asana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: gonna get a T-shirt to say that. <laughs> man, Tony Cruz was here on on a comedian's event. Uh, once again, man, congratulations to making it to uh funniest uh, person in Columbus contest. I was very proud to see that of you, man. Very I appreciate happy. you, man.
1: Congrats on you being in the first round, oh, man. That semi, oh, and my semi. God. That semi wasn't easy for anybody, and even the finals, bro. Like. It's a contest. It's one loser, everybody or one winner, everybody else is a loser. But in my mind, like we all fucking crush, bro. We we coming up, so we got we're laying the foundations and
0: Yeah, man. It was it was it was fun. It. it was fun. And plus, like you said, Kenny had a conversation with me afterwards. So I was like, All right, I'm I'm I did all right. I'm not gonna yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you get that recognition from your peers, you respect, you're like, yo, this is just a step in the right direction.
0: Yeah. Tell people where they can find you at, man.
1: Uh, you can find me uh, probably on Instagram is my most used social media at Tony B. Cruz. Uh, I'll be at desk fest this weekend coming up in Newark. Uh, that's Saturday and Sunday. What else I got? Oh shit. I got to promote this. Cause I keep forgetting uh, Wiley's comedy club in Dayton. Uh, we're going to be there next Wednesday, I believe. Uh, and yeah, let me double check that. Cause I think Jarrell really? wanted me to plug it. Yep. Wednesday, the 28th, Comedy for the People, Wiley's Comedy Club, and then Cafe Kerouac on the 30th this month up in campus. You know, it's doing a couple uh I think I'm headlining that one, so I'm doing a couple longer sets. If you haven't caught me only doing five minutes, you want to do? see me do 10, 15, come check us out. Otherwise, I'll be with my man, Ty, Cafe Bourbon Street today, Monday. Tuesdays, we're up at Fives on High. Wednesdays at The Attic. We, you know, we're all over the place. So just – if you care about comedy, just fucking – Come out, come up to open
0: mics, share our flyers, fuck with us. We're, we're always around. Yeah, and I have no idea when this is gonna drop. So if you want to know when his next show is, you can check out his IG. <laughs> uh but we definitely appreciate Tony doing this on uh Juneteenth. He fucks with the black people. All right. So he and he dressed the part too. So if ladies <laughs> view, if you want a nice little a little hot, little hot, flaming hot. Go ahead and get you Tony B Cruz, all right? Uh, you can catch next week's episode on YouTube, streaming live at my um, own page at TYE Comedy. Once again, that's TYE Comedy. And be sure to follow us on IG at Comedians and Bad Podcast. Once again, we have Tony Cruz on here. Hey, Tony, man, thanks for coming on. We'll see you guys next week. Peace appreciate out. appreciate you for having
1: me, Todd. Peace.